Okay, and we are back. We are recording. I am Paul Torres. I'm Tyler Edmondson. And this is Panhandle Fight Talk. Here we go. So, getting into... Man, so the last fights were awesome. Uh, Chick Diaz, Barboza. I thought it was a great card. I don't know. What did you think? I thought prelims, top to bottom, was great. Um, I'm not going to let you brush over the Cannoneer Gaslam where I went 1-0 okay. on the picks. Went okay. up on you by a pick. I mean, you did. Um, and we're Parker still working. Porter won it. Yeah, yeah. We're st- and we're still working on the bet. We don't know what, what the bet's going to be. Maybe it'll be like an end of the... Into, into the quarter or something. Whoever's got the most picks uh, has to, I don't know, wear a Speedo or something. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, but on that card, uh, the Clay Guida Mark Madsen fight. That one was a fun fight to watch. Never went to the ground. Yeah. We have a silver medal in the Greco Roman style wrestling in Mark Madsen. And Clay Guida, who's Clay Guida, mm-hmm. it went full rounds. Clay Guida never gassed. Mark Madsen just would get him in the clinch and would not let go. Yeah. Just held him there and yep. knees for days on that. Mm-hmm. And then the Jared Cannonier Kevin Gaslam fight was a snoozer in my book. Yeah. Gaslam won one of the five rounds and showed that he has a fantastic chin. Got rocked by Cannoneer and got right back up and kept going. He did. And that, I mean, I think that speaks a lot to the, um, like, where he comes from, you know, how long he's been in the sport. He definitely, he, he can face adversity. He can get hit. He can come back at you. Um, that's why Gaslam's still one of my favorite dudes to watch fight. Um, but Cannoneer just had him. He did. He just, yeah. Plain him. and simple. Yeah. Now, what I want to see is Gaslam fight somebody with a full training period leading up into it. We yeah. talked about it last podcast. Yeah. The past two fights that he's taken have been on short notice because Paulo Costa just dropped out. And I'm a big Gaslam guy like you because he keeps going. Yep. He gave Israel Adesanya the best fight Adesanya's had within the weight class. And I want to see him on a true on a true full training camp and see what he does. I don't know who that's going to be against. Did he he didn't did he have a full camp against Izzy? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah so, that's, so. so that's him fully prepared. And he's the only one who's touched Izzy and rocked Izzy. Yeah. So if you do that to the champion, once in the interim title bout, I want to see it. I want to see full training camp and see what he has. Yeah. This is what I want to see. Cannoneer, all the credit to him, had that year off with a broken arm, came back and won, and hit Gasolum hard. Won four of the five rounds and won it. He's yeah. a different animal. Definitely worth that number three ranking if he didn't go up above Paulo Costa. I agree. Um, I, especially on it. Really, I agree with everything you just said. Um, that card was kind of a... It was it was kind of a snooze, but I did enjoy watching Clay Guida, Mark Madsen. I remember watching Clay Guida fight when... Oh, man, who was it? I don't even remember who it was. I just remember it was a dog fight. Diego Sanchez. Diego Sanchez. Okay, yeah. He, like, they just kept hitting each other, and it was nonstop. And Clay Guida, like, he he does that hop back and forth where he's just going nonstop, and you're like, how does he keep that pace? And he somehow does. He keeps hopping left, right, left, right, left, right, and he's throwing 
just shots the whole time for three rounds or five rounds or however long you give him. And then when he's when he's sitting there waiting to get like hit, who, figure out whose hand get raised because I don't really remember him having a lot of knockouts. I know he has a couple. I just but I know that like I don't remember. He just throws and throws. He pushes, pushes, pushes the pace. Gets you up against the cage, makes you melt, makes you or doesn't, and you get just an awesome show. Which is one of the reasons why. I mean, how old is this guy? Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight years old. He's still able to put on a fight like that. Like I'll watch him all day, every day. Uh, it's it's going to be an awesome show. It's going to be fun to watch. So that was great. I like that. Uh, yeah, Canyon Gaslam. I mean, you know that it is what it is. Um, but the last one. Oh wait, but so before. I actually so before we get into um, Barbosa Chickadees, um, Peter Yan and Aljermaine Sterling. Aljermaine Sterling, have you seen what Aljermaine Sterling has been saying? He's already giving excuses, saying he's got nerve damage, he's got neck injuries, he may need to push back and wait until he's fully recovered to fight Peter Yan. He's saying he literally said in an interview with uh, Ariel Arwani or whatever that guy's name is. He was saying, "I." What, the direct quote is, "I think." No, he didn't say. I think he said, "I know that I'm better than Peter Yan seven, eight times out of ten. He said eight times out of ten, I'll beat that guy. And he even stuttered and was like nine, nine. You know what? Nine, nine times out of ten, I'm better than him. And you. That's the level of either, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's delusion or if he's just putting on his front so that he can stay champ for a little bit longer, milk that couch a little bit longer because he knows he got lucky and he knows it's over when they get back in the ring. There's nothing I saw him do, nothing that anybody saw him do that means he should have that belt. Other than the fact that Peter Yan hit him with an illegal punch because there was something lost in translation. Yeah. Um, so and, but, but Peter Yan was already tweeting out. He's like, this dude's trying to back out of the fight. And it's like, yeah, he is. He is. I think he's going to try and back out of it. And he's going to retain his championship belt for a little bit longer. Do you th- I, don't think, I don't think the bet is who wins that fight. The bet might be, do you think they strip him from it? Or do you think he mans up, gets back in the ring, and loses it like a man? I think he gets back in the ring. I think 267... Is a little early. Whenever he first went on medical suspension, yeah, it was a six to nine month suspension. The fight happened March sixth. Okay, so this is going to be right at six months. Okay, okay. You know he has been cleared, but at the same time, if there's a difference between being cleared and then getting to go into training camp mm-hmm. and having to fight as soon as you're cleared. I'll give him so, this. I don't doubt that he has nerve damage in his shoulder because Peter Yan picked him up and dropped him on his head. Yeah. So I don't doubt that there – I just doubt when he says with – like looking dead into the camera, dead-eyed, I'm – I beat that guy nine times out of ten. And it's like, what are you, crazy? Like that is not going to happen. So Aljamain Sterling, he's the same one who got the title fight mm-hmm. after submitting Corey Sandhagen – in the first two minutes of round one. Aljermaine Sterling has a very impressive background, and he's a ground guy. He yeah. couldn't ever get Peter Yan to the ground. Peter Yan's a bull. And Peter Yan threw him onto the ground. Yeah, he did. But he didn't go to the ground with yeah. him. Yeah. 
Exactly. And I, for one, don't think Al Jermaine Sterling stands a chance against Peter Young. Okay. I Glad we got that out yeah, there. Glad no. we got that out there. Because I was, I was about to be like, are you going to really argue against me on this? No, I'm not. I think Peter Young <sighs> is the title holder right now. I think he still is. I think Al Jermaine Sterling has a lot to prove. Okay. I can just see where he's coming from and wanting to push us back to, say, a December 11th, where that is going to be a full nine months. Like what was first specified on his medical suspension. Okay. I can see where he's coming from and wanting to push it back for that reason. And if you saw how hard that knee hit him, I bet you he does have nerve damage. And I bet you he has early onset CTE. His homie got rocked by that knee. Do you think so? Oh, he got, yeah. I know he got hit really hard, but do you think he, like, do you think he really might have CTE from that? He could. He, he might. It was right to the side of the head. I'd be, and I'd that's be, what's scary is right to the side of the head with the knee in the temple area. I'd be more willing to give him some sympathy and like a little bit of benefit of the doubt if he hadn't cried so much after he won. Like if he hadn't cried, like literally cried after he – like it looked like a soccer game. He fell on the ground and started rolling around and it was like, dude, you, you took like three or four giant hits before that and didn't crumple and cry. But I think, I literally think when he realized I might not have to continue fighting this guy and win the title if he gets disqualified. And I think he soccered it up. Um, and, you know, that, that to me was not, uh, that wasn't cool. Yeah, you have no argument for me on this. Okay, cool. Whatsoever. I, I agree. He got beat for two and a half rounds, mm-hmm. got an illegal knee, mm-hmm. and the title should never be handed over on a DQ like that, you That's, should not win a title yes. on technicality. You should have to win the title. I agree. The title should have been vacated. Yep. Peter Yon should not have had the title shot in this instance. It should have been Altermaine Sterling against Adila Shaw or Sandhagen, whoever it may be whenever that became ready. But Peter Yon should have vacated it due to DQ. But the fact it got handed over, I'm glad the matchmaker made this fight and made a second one so I, that way Peter Young can get his belt back because he should have lost it, but Aljamain should have never had it. In fact, that Aljamain Sterling is over here getting P3 promotions and commercials because of a title that he didn't win but won on technicality mm-hmm. is garbage. And I want to see him get his face kicked in for five rounds. I don't want it to finish early unless if it's like a four-minute 59 Second stoppage in the fifth round, and I just want to see him get beat around the ring. <laughs> I don't like the guy. I can see where he's coming from, but I don't like the okay, guy. Good. Okay, I just wanted to make sure we touched on it. We, I, I saw the thing where oh. I saw it. I literally saw it today. He, like Peter Yan tweeted out, "This guy's trying to back out." So I wanted to touch on it. We've touched on it. Awesome. No, no need to beat a dead horse. No need to kick someone while they're down. Oh, had to go there. All right, next. <laughs> Next, we have last week's card, which was Barboza Chikadez. Uh, but for the prelims were actually pretty good on this one. They were. It was perfect. I was telling Paul earlier, um, I got to watch them at work today. Mm-hmm. Um, it lined up perfectly where it went decision, two-minute stoppage. Decision, three-minute stoppage. Decision, 17-second stoppage. <laughs> so I could sit there and work for 20 minutes. Take a little five-minute break, if that. Yeah. Watch it by and go from there. But Pat Sabatini and Jamal Emmers, man, I feel bad for Jamal. I had to sit there and fast-forward past watching him roll around on the mat. 
So these guys go to the ground. They're incredible grounds guys. Jamal Embers had a toe hook, a toe lock or hook. Can't remember what they called it specifically, but he had that rock and Sabatini got a leg lock on him, twisted his knee and shredded his knee in the middle of the octagon. And that always sucks to see because it, that's that could be a career ender, but it's part of the fight game. It is, but it hurt me okay. watching it. It was that nasty of a, you saw it pop, and at that point, everything went away from Jamal Embers, and it was nasty. <sighs> yeah, it it those are rough to watch, man. They are like I. So I've only rolled a little bit, but I have rolled enough to know that when I go into a new gym, I don't I know nothing, um, but I'll sit there and watch, and whoever the leg lock technicians are, I don't. I will not roll with him. I don't care if they're tiny and it's like, oh, like I should be able to beat this guy. I won't roll with him because the, it happens so fast. Yeah. And they put that little bit of pressure, just a little bit too much, or they roll the, or mm-hmm. I roll the wrong way to get out of it because I feel like I could, and they sink it in, and your whole knee just turns into a chicken wing and it just pops. Yep. Uh, and and that's that's so much damage. There's so much rehab and surgery and all kinds of crap you have to do to fix that. So leg lock technique, it it is effective. It happens. Man, it hurts when you see it happen though. It believe me, it hurt me. Yeah. The next early stoppage was Dustin Jacoby against Aaron Stewart. Jacoby's a kickboxer by nature. Stewart's a kickboxer too, but has a little more ground game. This one ended in three minutes. Stewart tried to go into the ground. Jacoby caught him with the uppercut and then just unleashed fist on it. Absolutely unleashed. Got it. Ended it. Really impressive. Went to another decision in the Sam Alvey Wellington Tournament fight. Wellington Tournament hit an awesome spinning elbow that gashed open Sam Alvey's eye, which helped him win that decision because Alvey couldn't see. It robbed him. And then what I think could be one of the knockouts of the year in the running for it was the last prelim fight. Lasted 17 seconds. Al Hassan landed a leg kick straight to the head, and DeSharico had no chance. He was gone. It was an incredible knockout, 17 seconds. Highlight lasts longer than the fight does. Definitely watch it. One of the most impressive. I'm a big kick guy. Yeah. Got him with a kick to the head, and it was like a lawn chair, just folded up, gone. <laughs> Didn't even have to go over. It was a walk-off knockout, just gone in 17 seconds. Nothing would be worse than doing a full training camp and getting knocked out in 17 seconds like that. Yeah, and then those leg kicks, man, they're lethal. Like I've said it before, and I'll say it again, because I've heard so many people who know what they're talking about say it. Getting hit with a leg kick the right way is like getting hit with a baseball bat. It's like someone turning their shin into a baseball bat and hitting you across the face or across the body with it. It's going to hurt. Yeah, and it it hurt him. Mm-hmm. All right, so go. main card. Um, what do you think? I loved it. I think this is one of the best fight nights we've had in a long time uh, from top to bottom. Best in a long time? I'd give it an average. I really would. I'd give it an average. I mean, there was some entertaining fights. Uh, I loved watching um, the the um, the tough guys, the Ultimate Fighter guys fight. That was cool. Um, 
I honestly feel like there was some upset. Like there, it was a night of upsets. I felt, and uh, there was enough drama to keep it interesting. I just didn't think. Like I don't. The biggest name on that card was Barboza, and he didn't show up and put on a great fight. To be honest, Chikadze stopped him though. Yes, Giga Chikadze. Chikadze did a fight before with Cub Swanson. Chikadze with a liver kick. Yeah. Yes. Completely paralyzed Cub Swanson in the first round. Chikotzi's up and coming in this featherweight class. Barbosa's been the established vet. I think Chikotzi stole the show. I, I think that he surprised a lot of people. He stole the show. He made this entire fight card his card um, by showing up and doing what he knew he could do. Um, but let's talk about the other fights. Um, let's see. I just want to talk about really the ultimate. Fight. Unless you wanted to talk about the three before them, I yeah. Just, Kevin just Lee to... fight was awesome. He got knocked out. That was an awesome fight, though. I think Kevin Lee's done. I do too. I think he's done. I think he's out of the UFC. I think he's he might go fight for a different um, organization. I just haven't seen him produce anything in the past like three or four fights. And I hate to see that. Yeah. But I don't want to take any credit away. From Daniel Rodriguez, yeah. Daniel Rodriguez showed up, man. He showed up and put on. He did. He put in work. He was sitting there, and for three rounds was working. Kevin Lee was sitting there working angles, throwing jabs, throwing hooks. He was. I mean, he was in there sweating. By the end of that fight, they were both. Um, they were both exhausted, but Daniel Rodriguez had clearly done more damage and done more work. So good on him. Yeah. I agree, and that's pretty much the only one I wanted to fight, uh, talk about before the Ultimate Fighter yep. Championship fights. Um, we come to the ba- Bantamweight class, and I think this is a lot of controversy on it. Um, it was Ricky Tercios against Brady Heiston. I personally think Brady Heiston won, and I was very biased. I watched that season of the Ultimate Fighter. Mm-hmm. And Ricky Torsios is faker than the food you get at McDonald's. <laughs> the dude is a phony. I cannot stand to listen to him talk. You I cannot hate. stand him on the show. I cannot stand this guy. He drives me up the wall. So you did okay. You you expressed your dislike. What about him? You didn't like because I get it. He seemed very. He seemed overhyped. Though on on reflection, he he just seemed like he was way too hyped up. He needed to calm down a little bit and not say stuff that was so cringe. Because he did say some cringy, like, little things. And he, like, threw a Kamehameha wave as he, like, walked into the cage or something. Like, he did a little anime move, which uh, Israel Adesanya has got the um, – he, he, he's got the copyright on that. He's got uh, – Izzy's doing the anime stuff. Ricky needs to find his own thing. Um, but – he was a good. I mean, it was a good fight though. Like he he put on a great show. He was wiry. He stick after it. He showed his cardio. High stand. Uh, didn't do terrible. Like they both put it all out there. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't play it safe. They took chances. They both got slammed around. They go both got punched a lot. They both dealt a lot of damage. Um, I said it after the show that I think high stand. He's. Dude, 22 years old, showing that much potential, I would not be surprised if we haven't seen the last of him. If he pops up in the UFC like six months from now with like maybe a preliminary three-fight contract or something. He should. You know, um, yeah. Dana White should have given him a contract on this. Yes. That, know, was, that, was, 
That was a Couldn't fight worthy. That was a fight worthy of a contract. Brady yes. should have won that fight. Yes. Um, I think he did oh, wait, more you damage. Think he, to you Ricky. think he should have won? I do. I think he should have won over Ricky. Brady had the takedowns. Ricky did not. I and kinda... I think that was the deciding factor. Uh, they both had the same control. They both pushed to the limits. They both hit hard, but Brady had the takedowns where Ricky didn't. But do you think takedowns should score that high? You said they should. We talked about this. So I, for one, don't think a takedown should I know. Count. I said that. I, I said that. But you didn't. You said they shouldn't. And so you're saying yeah. you're saying that they shouldn't score that high, but Brady should still have gotten the points for them. Takedowns shouldn't score that high if the other guy hops up within five seconds after getting taken down. The takedown should be nulled at that point because you didn't have an advantage. Brady would take down Ricky, control him for 30 seconds, and then Ricky would get up. But it's still him taking over that control and being able to control it once it gets to the ground. It's not just shooting, getting the guy down, then having the other guy pop up immediately. Taylor, I think you just don't like Ricky, and you're making excuses for your boy High Stand because you're like, you know what? I think you're trying to change the rules. Next because fight because for- last fight you were literally saying, uh-huh. you were like, Takedowns shouldn't be scored that high. And you just said he should have won because he he slammed him a lot. Whenever it had pick one. that high. Oh, my gosh. Let's he, did, see. he did slam him a lot. I'll give you that. He did slam yeah. him a lot. Ricky had one knockdown. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Okay. Um, one reversal. Yeah. Had 15 more significant strikes. Okay. And ground control time went to Brady. Yeah. So it's easily to see, it's easy to see it's a split decision. Obviously, we're split here. Uh, I think Brady should have won, and I am biased in saying that <laughs> very much. So I want Ricky Tercio's next fight to be against Sugar Sean. Okay. To see, to see, let's see it. Well, because okay. Ricky's tough. Yes, he is okay. tough. I was going to say that. Very, very tough. Yes. He can take some shots, and Sugar Sean can deal him out. So yeah. let's let's Tired see what happens. Yeah, I yeah. want to see that. Okay. That's the fight I want to see to see how tough Ricky is. All right. And agreed. Pro Sugar Sean here, and it only help him. So fair enough. All right, next one: Brian Battle versus Gilbert Urbana. We got robbed in this one. Trey Sean Gore got hurt ten days before the fight, and if y'all watch the season, Trey Trey Sean Gore would have been the favorite coming into this fight. The dude is different. He hits different. Treshawn Gore is going to be making a name in middleweight in that weight class, for sure. Brian Battle has a chance, but Treshawn Gore was clearly the dude of that weight class. Do you think Battle versus Gord, Gord would have won? Yes. Okay. Inter- that's it, interesting. Yeah. I do. This was a very impressive fight. Gilbert Abrina came out with nothing to lose. And he, off. and he fought like it. He came out working. Brian Battle was asleep at the beginning of that fight. And he had to wake up after the first round. And he did. But, man, like, there was yeah. that first half of the first round, Battle looked like he was asleep. And he was getting, he was getting worked. He was getting, yeah. he, he was getting what he was working for. He was not working hard. And Gilbert was like a wild man. Was sitting there just throwing him against the cage, throwing hits. Uh, Brian Battle almost didn't wake up. He almost he didn't. He almost didn't. Now, then he came back the second round and was clearly by the end of the first round he would he had clearly taken control of the ring back. And then by the first by the first half of the second round, you could tell that he was dominating, which was what everybody had predicted. He came in as the favorite, Gilbert having been eliminated 
uh, previously. By Treshawn Gore with a first-round knockout. Yeah. And Irvina, he's the youngest brother. Yep. Two other brothers fought on the Ultimate Fighter. Didn't make it this far. And I hope he does well. He's from Houston. Hope he does well. There's other places he can fight. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him in US. Yeah. I didn't see anything from him that seemed special. Exactly. Yeah. It wasn't like he was big. No. It wasn't like he was extremely quick. Yeah. He just he had a heart and determination. I mean, if which you, is fun to watch. If you follow the deep fight game, like if you go watch all those the other fights around uh, MMA world, I would not be surprised if he shows back up. But I don't see him fighting UFC unless. Unless he ch- makes some changes and gets a good fight camp and, you know, learns uh, how to change some stuff up. But Battle, clearly, once he woke up, won that fight and good on him. Um, so he was the ultimate fighter for uh, the middleweight weight class. And Brian Battle is the coolest cringe I've ever seen. That wasn't cringe at all, man. Like, I know that you said he had some during the ultimate fighter. Yeah. But his speech, everything about it, it felt genuine. It was. Yeah. It's just it wasn't genuinely awkward at times to watch. I don't feel like I don't feel like he was any more awkward than any other fighter who grabs that mic and starts talking other than like the people that are smooth with it. There's like one or two yeah. like you give it to Connor, you give it to Izzy, you give it to even um uh uh, uh what's Colby Covington like uh or Usman. Those are like the only ones where you give it to them and they're like smooth on the mic. Everybody else, they should take a class on how to talk on the microphone because they feel awkward. But they're fighters. They don't they don't public speak on a regular basis. Watch a show. Brown Battle is awkwardly cool yeah. and cringy. Okay. His nickname is Pooh Bear. Okay. Pooh Bear. Whenever he gets in the ring, yeah. Brian Battle goes away because that's not his fight name. And it's Pooh Bear that's in the ring fighting because he turns into an animal. That's not very ferocious, but all right. It's not. Isn't, but that, the, isn't that the leader of China is Pooh Bear? Like... And then, don't they make jokes about him looking like Winnie the Pooh? I have no idea. They I do. haven't heard that. They so, they yeah, do. maybe so. But with as cool of a fight name as Brian Battle is, yeah, yeah, that goes away. That's a street name. He's Pooh Bear in the ring. No, He's no, looking for no. that pot of honey. You need battle. Like you need battle. <laughs> like if you've got battle in your name, you don't get more badass than that. You just hang on to the battle. Like adds tack something onto that. Like I don't know something awesome. But your last name's Battle, man. Like you can't beat that. Don't uh, don't try and be cute. I agree, but yeah. that's what leads into that awkward cringe that I was talking about. But okay, but and also a little Cinderella story here. He was the last one picked. Ultimate Fighter came came out, won it. Super awesome. So all a Gaslam. Yeah, Gaslam. Same same story. Uh, so he'll be an interesting guy to watch in the uh, middleweight uh, division. For sure. So the featherweight main fight. Edson Barbosa versus Giga Chikatse. Uh, Giga Chikatse wins by uh, TKO in the third round. Um, Barbosa did not put on a show. I think it was 1 1 going into the third round. I think Barbosa won the first round. I think Chikatse took over in the second and ended in the third. But like I said, Chikatse, he's up and coming on this one. He's. Been dominating. I liked how they promoted him having like this karate style, which is what he did when he was younger. But he he is a vicious kicker, and the way they describe him kicking with his toes into your liver, he like points the toe instead of hitting you with the shin. Um, obviously, he's probably going to break some toes later on in life, but for now, he's able to basically stab you with his foot 
and he whips those kicks around. He does. Um, Edson Barboza, known for his speed kicks as well, known for his speed, showed off his speed, but Chikatse just came in uh, a little bit more accurate. Uh, it was it was a pretty even match. Like it wasn't it wasn't a boring fight at all. I'll say that. It just um, but it was an upset. Like that was cool. Like it was cool that it was an upset. Barboza's still dangerous. He ain't going anywhere. Um, you know, maybe he'll be able to retool and you know, we'll get to see him continue to fight because Edson likes to fight. He's fought multiple multiple times this year. He does. Um, Edson, he's been at it for a long time too. Yeah. He has. Um, and it, this was a striking... I was so excited for this fight because of the two names that were in it, because of the kicks they throw, and Giga Chikatsi just won it. I think that's yeah. that's all it was. It was yeah. entertaining. Now, Giga Chikatsi, he's 7-0 in the UFC right now. Mm-hmm. He is currently the number eight in the featherweight, and... I don't know. It's interesting to see who he's going to get next. I don't really know the names ahead of him until you get to three and up with Yair Rodriguez, Brian Ortega, Max Holloway, and the current champ, Volkanovski. But the striking was on point. And anytime he fights, it's a must-watch for me just because of the striking that he does. Yeah, And the accuracy that he has with his striking. I was... Thoroughly enthused with that entire card. All right, so same. So coming up, we have the uh, UFC Fight Night Brunson versus Till Saturday, September fourth. It's an early fight, so it starts at uh, three o'clock. So it's during the daytime. Um, so try not to forget. I'll text you and let you know that they're going. Thank on. you. Yeah. I should. Yeah, I need it's help Saturday. with that, especially with the early start times yeah. on Saturday. If you remember, text me as well because I yeah. forget. <laughs> I get it. It's a holiday weekend, so maybe they're trying to get it done early. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either, but that's that's so strange that they are doing it that early. It um, is. I'm but, not really seeing a whole lot of names on here. There's um, not. I mean, okay, let's just name them off. Patty Pimblett versus Luigi Vanderimini um, is a lightweight bout. Then we have Modestus Bukaskas and Khalil Roundtree Jr. is a light heavyweight. Um, Alex Morono and David Zawada. Those two ring out. They're welterweight fighters. Um, I don't... I'm, I'm going to have to do some research. I'll always go watch a few fights before the actual um, fight night. But it is a fight night. It's not it you know, It's not a pay-per-view. So they're, they're letting some people get some work in. Um, and then the co-main event, which I don't know why this is a co-main event. Maybe because it's heavyweight and it's going to be exciting. Tom Aspinall versus Sergey Spivak. Which so, Sergey Spivak, that sounds familiar. Yeah, he so fight? both of these guys are under 30 years old in the heavyweight division. Okay. They're both in the rankings, which is heavyweight division has been owned by the older crowd for over a decade now. Okay. So they are young. They're brawlers. Tom Aspinall is going to be the favorite coming into this. He has stand-up. He has ground game. Mm-hmm. He, they've compared him to Cyril Gaughan just on the way that he moves that's a, and fights and everything else. Huge comparison. That's a very substantial comparison. Uh, this Spivak dude, so yeah, I, I remember Spivak's why. Spivak's the same. I, I figured out how I knew him. He beat uh, Alec, Alexi Olenek, Olenek 
um, in a decision, but like Alexi Olenek, he outworked him in that fight. It was a co-main event, Young versus Ige, January 19th. Um, but yeah, he, he outworked him. He, uh, and Olenek is a beast. So the fact that Spivak won, uh, it'll be, I think that'll be a good fight. Okay. So now I'm kind of seeing why this co-main is going to be interesting. It is definitely going to be an interesting one. Then we get Darren Till against Derek Bronson for the middleweight. Yeah. We just saw Jared Cannonier show why he's the number three uh-huh. in here. And this is a prove-it ground for both of these guys. Darren Till's been out for about a year now. Yeah. Derek Brunson. Um, but Darren Till was such an awesome fighter to watch, and he has that great clip where he's like, I'll get it. He's got that weird accent where he tries to talk trash. And I, I would give him more... Uh, stage presence if he was a little bit smoother but it, it, that accent gets in his way because um, it's it's just so hard for me to be intimidated by someone who talks trash in a British accent it just sounds too proper like I'm like ah <laughs> but I know that Darren Till would piece me up in a heartbeat but if he was doing it over the phone I would giggle like I feel like he's flirting with me I'm like you stop it because he's just like oh I'll get you anyone can catch these hands I don't care <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> I love that audio clip, though. And to be fair, he is a dangerous dude. Like, he, he works. He throws. He has knockout power. Um, he's got the cardio to sit in there. And he's young enough. He's 28 years old. So, like, he's got that young fire where he's going to bring it. Whereas Derek Brunson, I mean, you know, 37 years old. He's got him with reach. But other than that, like, man, Darren Till's dangerous. Darren Till's very dangerous. The most impressive thing for me, though, is Derek Brunson. He won a five-round unanimous unanimous decision against Kevin Holland back in March. Okay. And Kevin Holland, for those of you who don't know, he was an up-and-comer in this weight class. He was on a roll, and Derek Brunson stopped him for five rounds. Held him at bay for five rounds. And now it's him. Now it's Derek Brunson. Staked his claim, and now let's see, let's see where it is with it. I don't know. I'm taking Till. Mm. See, I'm going different. Are really? Get in there. Really? We're doing fight predictions right now. I mean, we've already – well, we can talk about the next upcoming fights. Uh, we can see if those change. But as far as the main fight – Yeah. You uh, want to do top three again? We Well, I mean, we can do top three. I'm going to be picking – yeah, let's do top three. Let's do top three. All right. Who you got for the welterweight? So I'm going Zawada. I'm agreeing. Okay. Then I'm going Spivik. I'm going Aspinall. You're going Aspinall? Okay. Spivik, Aspinall. Uh, and then I'm going Darren Till, man. I'm going Derek Brunson. We You're could have Derek a flop here. All right. Paul could take right. the lead. All right. Real quick. I think it could happen. It could. Uh, I'm really excited about these fights leading into this. Um uh, especially the top two. Yeah. Uh, the welterweight, I can probably get excited for. And if anything in the past has shown us, these unranked guys, they fight hungry, and it could be a fireworks show. It's yeah. either absolute fireworks or it's a three-round decision that's ready to put you to sleep. It's one or the other, and I'm hoping it's the first. I think, we we're, gonna, I, I think we're going to see fireworks, man. Like, I really do. I... I think that that um, I think that Darren Till coming off of uh, just being gone for so long and a lot happening 
in the middleweight division and he's not getting to participate, I think he wants going to want to put on a show. And I think they're serving up Derek Brunson as a gift to him. I think they're being like, look, dude, here, here's Derek Brunson on a silver platter. Work your magic. Make this guy pay. Show everybody why you are a savage. Because Derek Brunson, I think he is skilled. I don't think he has that, um, that just bratty little kick you in the balls sort of mentality. Like I just, I, I think he's, he, we've seen it with other fighters where they're too proper. I think uh, wonder boy does the same thing where they're like, they're too technical and they don't realize this is a fight. That was one of the great things about Connor is he won a like heel. I kind of respect the fact that you cheat a little, like you got to cheat a little because you're in a fight, man. You're supposed to be messing that guy up. With throw the kitchen sink at him if you can get away with it. You know, this is a fight and you're in the top level. Like this is, you will not climb to the top of a top 10 by following the rules like a good little boy. You need to hit the guy. You need to push the limits, man. You know, and if you're not able to do that, I think, I think Darren Till has that. I don't know if Derek Brunson does. So So I think Darren Till is quicker than Derek 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 Brunson. Brunson. Yeah. And... That could be the undoing of Derek Brunson. But well, well, don't start flipping your choice. I'm not. <laughs> I think Brunson's still going to take this. Okay. I really do. Brunson has more knockdown power. And Derek Till, he's quick. But I think Brunson is better and a better all-around fighter than Darren Till right now. Okay. Cool. Um, only fight. Let's see. We can talk about other fights if you want to. Um, but the only two I really wanted to mention was the upcoming... Diago Santos versus Johnny Walker. I don't. I don't like Johnny Walker for some reason. Like, there's just something about him I don't like. I don't trust him. I know he's a good fighter. Um, I'm gonna have to go back and look at some Tiago and see if he's got what it takes to beat Johnny Walker because he is a good fighter. But I will be rooting for Tiago Santos, whether I think he's gonna win or not. We'll see. Um, and then we've got uh, two sixty-seven coming up. Oh, wait, no, no, no. no. Before that, we've got 266. I skipped that. I apologize. You better. Because <laughs> that, I'm excited about. We have two title fights, and we got the return of Nick Diaz and Robbie Lawler going down. Dude. And it's going to be fun. That is I'm, going to be a slugfest. It is. And then we get Shvinchenko defending her title. I think she's going to win it. I think okay. it's going to be fight, but I think she's going to win it. And then we get to see Volkanovski and Ortega just go at it. Yeah. And that's going to be one I'm just going to sit back and enjoy however long it lasts. I don't think it's going to go the full time, and I'm going to enjoy for however long oh, it lasts. Oh, so you think it's going to be a decision? Any any early predictions on... Uh... I don't think it's going to go the full time. Okay. Any any early predictions on what you think the fight is going to... How it's going to turn out? I think Volknowski okay. is more technically sound than Ortega. Okay. And I think he catches him, gets his back, catches him in a choke, and chokes him out. That's what I think is going to happen. Okay. I wouldn't say choke, but yeah, yeah, I agree. I think Volknowski is going to, uh, going to whoop up on him. I'll, I went out on a limb there. Yeah. Saying rear naked choke in the fourth round. Rear naked choke. All right, calling fourth. it. That's what I'm saying. Calling it. I like it. I like it. Bold. Very bold. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to call that yet, but I will definitely say, yeah, Volkanovsky's coming in there, coming in there and kicking some butt. So do you think 
Diaz and Lawler will have any gas to fight after the second round. So here's the thing. Diaz comes from a boxing background. I think I definitely think Diaz is going to box him for the first couple of rounds. He's going to want to put on a show. Robbie Lawler is a brawler. They're both dogs, but I think Diaz is a little bit smarter. And also, we haven't seen Diaz fight in a long, long time. I don't know if yeah. he ha- has he fought in a long, long time. Like, when's the last time these guys fought? Because ring rust is real, and... I have no idea. They, yeah, so we need to do some research and figure this out, because that will 100% determine it. Because if they come in there slobber-knocking, like, I remember the Diaz versus GSP fight, and it was not, like, a very interesting fight. It was slow. It was because GSP got him into position, put him up against the cage, and then, like, would touch him every once in a while. But Diaz controlled the fight. One of the reasons why this is looking good is because both of these guys are dogs or animals. They're going to go at each other and fire and fire and fire. And hopefully, you know, we'll get to see him go toe-to-toe and just see who falls first. But there's a potential that doesn't happen. I've seen it happen before with Nick Diaz, and I haven't seen him fight in a long time. Yeah, you know, I haven't either. I haven't seen Waller or Nick Diaz fight in a long time. I watched... Their fight back in 04. Mm-hmm. And if it's anything like that 17 years later, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be absolutely electric. You had Baby Nate over there in the corner, Nick's corner, watching Baby, him fight. Baby Nate, man. I remember watching yeah. Nate Diaz fight after and the Nate was fire. a yeah. thug. Yeah. Back yeah, then. yeah. He didn't slur his words as much either. He didn't get hit in the head as much. I know, I know. <laughs> he's, he's gotten hit in the head a lot since 2000 and, what was it, five? Yeah, four, five. <laughs> he's, he's taken a lot of shots to the head. It's been a while. Yeah. But and, and, and again, like, that speaks to their style, and that speaks to maybe this will be a great fight because they take shots, and I don't see them changing stuff up. I think we'll see the Stockton slap. We'll see Robbie Lawler, um, you know, put in some work, and uh, it'll be a good fight. And then we've got... Yeah, so I'm excited about this one. Now it would be oh, absolutely no. I, fitting, uh huh. If we ended the podcast right now and didn't talk about the boxing match that happened Sunday, well, I'm well, perfectly fine ending it right now. Okay, and well, not we talking about it. Well, but still, okay. So one more person to mention on UFC 266. We've got Curtis Blades, uh, Rosenstruck. I want to see Blades is coming off that loss from Lewis, which Blades. I mean, he got caught. 100% got caught and knocked out. Um, I, I want to see Curtis Blades sort of – I'd like to see him some redem- – I'd like to see him get some redemption, but it's going to be against Rosenstruck, who is a tank. He is an animal, and he is going to – they're both going to just be swinging for the fences on each other. They've got both got something to prove. Uh, Blades, of course, coming off that loss, so we'll see what happens. This is an upper-tier heavyweight yes. that we talk about. Yes. You know, there's a clear line in heavyweight. Yes. Tom Aspinall and your boy, what's his name, Spivak? Mm-hmm. They're trying to get in that upper tier. They right. are not there. They're not there yet. They are not there. This yeah. is that upper tier. Curse Blades got rocked, but he was one of the fights. Derek Lewis, so everyone wants to fight until they get caught. Yeah. By Derek Lewis. Yeah, Derek but Scott. Curtis Blades was the number two in that division before then. Yeah. And Rosenstruck... Really good, too. It's going to be fun. The one after that, or before that, is Jessica Andrade against Cynthia Calvillo. Andrade's trying to get back in a title fight, is what she's doing. This is just a filler fight. She's trying to get back in there. Andrade is dangerous. She is scary. She is dangerous. She's in that different level with female fighters right now. Okay. So that's going to be another one. 266, top to bottom. 
Very fun card. Cannot wait for it. That's September 25th. We are going to get there. Let's go. All right. So let's talk about boxing for a little bit. Well, not boxing. We're not really talking about boxing. Or not at least not the highest level of boxing that you can see. Um, we're talking about two personalities um, going at it and both of them acting like children and getting paid ridiculous amounts for pay-per-view. Um, and that, of course, is Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley. Did you watch it? I did not. I slept like a baby. <laughs> Didn't have any regrets missing it. It was fantastic. <laughs> and you woke up the next day. Did you wake up the next day and like see the... What was your reaction when you saw the results? Was I the one that told you the results? I was like, duh, I knew it was going to happen. Okay. Tyron Woodley isn't a boxer, and he slowed down because he's old. He didn't take chances, man. He did not take chances at all. Did you watch Wonder Boy's live stream of the fight? No. No. Watch it. Okay. Wonder Boy's sitting watch there it. watching it kicked up going, what are you doing? What are you doing? Go get it. Go get it. He wouldn't. Go get it. He wouldn't. Go get it. Go get it. That's all he was doing, he and would, then he got annoyed. He would touch him and, and legitimately hurt him and not go finish it up, and it's like, dude. Go get him. This is You've why got... I don't do boxing because it is clearly rigged. And I, I, I don't think Tyron it... Woodley has that killer instinct in the octagon. No, he doesn't. That's why he's been losing most of his fight. He has not had that killer instinct for like the past couple of years. Since he lost to Usman. Yeah, really. Yeah, is that what it is? I, I, I think. Because I think Usman may have like killed his fighting spirit. Before then, Tyron Woodley was a stone cold killer. Yeah, he smelt blood and he went and ended it. Yeah. And I, he doesn't have it. Whatever it is that... He hasn't rocked anybody in the ring since then. He hit Jake Paul so hard into those ropes, and he should have continued to hit him, and he didn't. And it was like, what are you doing? Okay, so this came from me not watching the fight. Okay. Do you think... Because I saw the picture of Jake Paul in the ropes. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's Woodley not knowing necessarily the full rules of boxing? Not knowing if he could go forward no. and get him with him no. in the ropes? No, no. You don't think so? No. no. You, was, you think it was rigged? No. I don't think it was rigged. I think Tyrone Woodley has lost the will to get in there and have the risk of getting hit. I think he got hit so hard he realized it's a possibility. And Jake did hit him a few times. He did catch him a few times. And like you saw the sweat fly and he realized this kid can hit me. And I think he's scared. I think he's not scared. He's timid. You can't call someone who's ever gotten in the ring scared, but he's timid and you cannot. That's not the fight game. Yeah. You have to conquer that. And I don't think Tyrone is willing to conquer that. I think he's timid and that means he's not going to win. Uh, Jake Paul won the fight, but then it looked so terrible when Tyrone f finished the fight, started complaining about the result, then um, immediately asked for him to run it back. And Jake Paul was like, dude, you just had your chance and you blew it. I'm not giving you another shot. And then he goes, okay, I'll tell you what. Get the tattoo, I love Jake Paul on your leg, and we'll run it back, guaranteed. And he said, Tyrone Woodley says, yes, let's do it. Not realizing Jake Paul had the tattoo artist behind him goes, cool, let's do it. And Tyrone was like, nah. Like just didn't even respond to it because he realized, oh, I'm going to have to get a tattoo like right now. And they and, and they were like, yeah, let's do it. Run it back. Run it back. We will. He's like, hundred percent. We will run it back if you get that tattoo right now. I'll give that check, Paul. I would have clapped for that. I would have been happy about that. I, and I, I think that Tyrone is playing. He's trying to play the game because he's trying to get paid because he realizes his career is over. I don't think yeah. he wants to fight anymore. 
Uh-uh. I think he's running out the clock on his fight game. He's trying to get paid as much as he can, um, realizing that fight talk does lead to fights, um, but he doesn't want to fight, and so I'm not interested in watching him fight well, ever The again. last UFC fight he was in, he was knocked out on his feet. Clearly not there on his feet. I'm, I'm, I'm over watching Tyrone Woodley fight. Did you see Dana Wyatt in the presser on Saturday, though? Mm-mm. He could be Jake Paul's next opponent because Dana Wyatt is 50 years old and clearly in Jake Paul's age range a fight that he wants. That's what Dana Wyatt said in his presser Saturday, and I'm all for it. But uh, I think Jake Paul's next fight should be Conor McGregor. One of the rumors swirling is Jorge. Jorge would put that kid to sleep. Jorge comes from a boxing gym. He yeah. comes from a boxing background. Yes, he is a kickboxer. He is a MMA fighter, and he is good at what he does. But that dude would put Jake Paul to sleep. He knows the fight game. He knows the footwork of boxing. He knows like technical skills of boxing. And Jake Paul, from what I have seen in every boxing thing, he has got beginner level boxing. He should not be a name other than the fact that he's famous. But that's part of the fight game. Is hype. I mean, if you go way back, a lot of people have always said the people that hold world title fights or who hold world titles aren't always necessarily the best fighter of their time. They just had the hype train, you know. But that's, I mean, I will say that with the exception of, like, the greats. Like, Mike Tyson, he was worth the hype. He, he knocked people out cold. But um, there's a part of me that, that, I mean, if you want to talk about the hype train... Um, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, I think there's a lot of hype there. I think that's what made that fight. Um, I think Tyson Fury was able to capitalize on it, um, you know, and good on him. And then I think I, for the third one, I was going for um, – uh, I wasn't going for Tyson Fury. I was going for Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder, I don't know. I th- I think he got distracted. Maybe he thought the last fight was like a gimme. I don't see how he lost that. I mean, I, I strategically, I don't see how he could have lost that fight. But he did lose it. Um, I don't see that happening again. I think he shows up and he cleans Tyson Fury's clock. I hope so. I, Nothing's more fun than Deontay Wilder during plus a gotta, post-fight win. Yeah. Plus, you, you got to cheer for America. Whenever man. you hear bomb squad going on. Okay, so whenever Tyson Fury comes out wearing American flag shorts in a fight. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I saw that. I want that dude to saw, look no. like Monty Python's black guard. Yeah, yeah. And just cut that. him off limb by limb. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw oh. that. Yeah. Woo. But, but, but it, it is what it is, you know. And uh, like I said, oh. I think, uh, the, but that was a hype fight. Like, they hyped it up. You know, Tyson Fury had abandoned the title. Deontay Wilder started talking trash on Twitter. Then all of a sudden, Tyson Fury was like, I'm going to turn my life around. Tyson Fury had one fight, and then he got a title shot. Like, what other fighter would ever get one fight, then a title shot? TJ Dillashaw. No, fair enough. <laughs> I'm talking about boxing, man. I'm talking about boxing. I'm talking about boxing. Uh, so, anyways. So, yeah. So, I mean, that wraps me up for this week. What about you? You got anything else you want to add? You know, I don't. I just really want to see Ricky Torsios. Against, <laughs> against Shane Sean. All right, I'll get on the phone with Dana. We'll uh, see if we can make yeah, that happen. Do that. Let's get it going. He, um, he hasn't been taking my calls lately, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe, hopefully. No, um, I really want to see Logan Paul and Anderson Silva. Logan Paul, Anderson Silva. That's Is that a possibility? Rumored. It's been rumored. Okay. And I really want to see that. Who do you think is going to 
Win on that one. Anderson, bro. Yeah, all day. All day. All day. And then I want to see it. Do you think Logan Paul will take a fight with someone he thinks could beat him? I think he knows, like, Ben Askren couldn't beat him. He knew that basketball player couldn't beat him. He knows, well, like... Well, that was Jake. Logan Paul's player? the one who fought Mayweather. Oh, Logan Paul. Logan yeah. Paul's better than Jake. No, he's not. No, he's not. You he's don't bigger. think so? No, he's bigger and he's a wrestler. He is not a better boxer. No, 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 no. So, the way that it's organized is Logan Paul is bigger and he is stronger, but he doesn't have the technical skill. It's understood that Jake Paul has hands. Jake Paul has that instinct of, like, doing... And seeing him at the quote-unquote top of his game against Tyrone Woodley, he's still, like I said, isn't only an entry-level boxer. He is not... He's not even middle-level as far as skill is concerned. So either one of those two go up. Anybody that has some boxing skill, like some natural talent, they're done. And I think it's a countdown until it happens. I think that Logan Paul gets knocked out by... The best fight, the absolute best fight that could happen... Logan Paul gets knocked out by Anderson Silver. I think it's a great fight. Uh, and then Jake Paul gets knocked out by Conor McGregor. Because that's the dude he's been talking the most trash to. That's the fight we want to see. We want to see Conor knock somebody out again. I don't think Conor's going to knock anybody in the UFC out again except for Diaz. Um. <laughs> that's not happening. That's gonna, I think McGregor's going to get stalked and slapped all the way back to Ireland. Uh, yeah, okay, we'll see. Uh, uh, and then... Uh, yeah, I think those are those are money fights for those two, and then we'll see what happens after that. But yeah, so that's my prediction. I'm all for it. I'm also all for the fact that Jake Paul fought at 190. Uh huh. You know what does Israel Adesanya fight at? I don't want Izzy fighting him. I don't want Izzy dirtying his hands. What with that does kid. Paulo Costa fight I want, at? I want him getting that that payday. I definitely want to get him getting that payday, but I don't want him dirtying his hands with that filth. What does Kelvin Gastelum fight at? I don't like Gaslam for that fight either, though. I want to see this Gaslam, go up against some Gas, punchers. Gaslam's got that big overhand right, and that's not going to end well um, in boxing. You need some technical boxing skill. But he has a chin for days. I don't Unlike see- anybody else who stepped in the ring, Gaslam has a chin where he can walk down, eat two shots, and throw an overhand left and end it. Is it is his overhand his left or his it's right? Left. It's his left. Okay. He's a lefty. He has a power left. Okay. Gaslam does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that doesn't translate well to boxing, though. I don't care because the 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 threat for boxing or the threat for MMA when you're walking somebody down is that you can shoot and Gaslam can shoot on you and take you down. There's no threat for that in boxing. And what happens is when you're trying to walk somebody down, if you don't do it properly, you're taking shots all the way in, and then they pivot. And now they have the whole ring to back up again. And so they'll just sit there and back up the whole time. That's what Floyd Mayweather made a career out of was he would just bat, 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 back up, back up, back up. And he's hitting you the whole time he's backing up. Then he pivots. And instead of having him up against the ropes, you got to chase him all the way down the, the ring again. And he's sitting there just, you want to do this again? And you're like, crap, I got to do this again. So you come after him again. And he's just sitting there, whack, whack, whack. And the second you stop advancing, he gets into that danger zone. He gets into your personal space. And he's like, what? Come on. Come on, swing, 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 swing. And he'll swing on you, but he's not really swinging on you. He's baiting you. He's fainting, he's fainting, he's fainting. Then you throw and wham, he hits you again. And now you're moving forward and he backs up a little bit. It's it's beautiful to watch, but whenever it's two people that aren't skilled enough to really stop what they're doing, that's what Jake Paul did against Tyrone Woodley. That's what 
Gaslam would do. Um, and I think Gaslam would get caught coming in. And then we would see Jake Paul possibly winning another decision or knocking somebody out. I want Jake Paul getting knocked out. I do too. I want to see him get knocked out. Connor. Connor, Connor is the answer to that. I don't think he is. That's too much of a weight jump. Dude, Connor's got... Connor will knock him smooth out. Connor's boxing. Connor's boxing skill is so much. It's high level. It's high. At level. the peak of McGregor height, right? Whenever as soon as Habib took over, over McGregor is whenever the Mayweather fight happened. Mayweather and Logan Paul, or Jake Paul, completely different levels. But McGregor gassed, and that's when he got knocked out. And that's whenever McGregor was he ga- key. He gassed because he was putting on a show. He gassed because he was getting out there and trying to just touch him once because he knew that he couldn't beat Floyd Mayweather, but he had to put on a show. And so he went out there and gave it everything he had. Dude, Connor's fight IQ when it comes to boxing is very high. He was, let me see. Um, oh, gosh. I mean, he was he was a boxer before he was MMA. I'm trying to figure out exactly when it was he won the championship in Ireland, but he was a champion Ireland boxer before he started doing MMA. He knows he knows the boxing game. He has footwork. He has hands. He knows strategy. He knows what to do and what not to do. And he understood what Floyd was doing when he was doing it. He understood those things. You can see it in the way he's fighting him because he's. He's laughing. He he does touch him a little bit, and he laughs because he realized how like Floyd was kind of playing with him, and he caught him and got lucky and was like pow. And then it was like oh gotcha. But then he was like, dude, this is never happening again. So he just kept working. Like watch that fight again, but with the understanding that Connor is putting on a show and Floyd is staying safe, but also trying to touch this guy. But there's no real animosity there. Because Do you think there would be any animosity between Jake Paul yes. and McGregor then? Yes. Yes, I do. I think there would be because... You saw the hype leading into that fight, though, and everyone thought there was animosity with Floyd. Connor's desperate. He's lost too much. He needs to regain his honor. He need like... Connor's lost too much. I don't think it's a game anymore. I, and, and here's the other thing. If he comes back and fights MMA, he's got to put his leg at risk again. If he boxes... But his leg's strong. He's already running on it. You think he's going to throw a kick on it like he used to? No, I don't. It's just the fact that he's over there saying that he's running on either. his leg already. I don't either. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we will. All right. Well, that concludes this uh, this episode. I'm Paul Torres. I'm Taylor Edmondson. And this is Fight Night. Or, uh, <laughs> they handle Fight Talk. This We're is- getting ready for Fight Night. <laughs> We got him all worked up right now. I am. He was all sorts of feisty about boxing for no reason whatsoever. Because the whole sport's rigged. And we will see you all next week. And we're out. Thank you for listening. Let's go.